years from now, civilization has risen and fallen eight times, leaving the people of the Ninth World to make lives in the ruins of the technology whose secrets have long since been lost. Here, every turn may bring a strange new discovery, and what is familiar might be the greatest threat. The Amberclave seeks to learn, build, discover, and protect all Ninth Worlders. Join us at theamberclave.com. In a world where there are hundreds of actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcasts, Tavern Tales is one of them. But if you're a fan of humor, great exposition, and module play, come check out our adventures as we work our way through the tales of the yawning portal and occasionally a dungeon in a box. Every month we also step back from the table to let our junior crew sit down to tell their story on Tavern Tales Junior. So swing by and grab a seat at the bar as we present Tavern Tales weekly wherever podcasts can be found. Rashomon a land where spirits roam and witches rule. Three women are embroiled in a divine plot, and it is up to them to uncover why. Join the adventures of the Broadswords at thebroadswords.com. Shadowy conspiracies, ravening beasts, the cold embrace of the void. These are just some of the dangers awaiting those who stand between the innocent and the multitudes ready to destroy everything we believe in. And the way our heroes roll, whether in Warhammer 40,000, Delta Green, Numenera, or any number of other games we've tried, they'll probably encounter these dangers sooner rather than later. Join us at theredactedfiles.com. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of I Am Here, celebrating International Podcast Month. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm here from the Amber Clay. Podcasters from around the RPG community have banded together to create a series of one-shot games for International Podcasting Month to promote diverse and inclusive gaming and to celebrate the hard work we do as podcasters. Today's game is called The Green Tide, which is in Numenera, which was designed by Monty Cook Games. And with me today, I have Acer. Hello, this is Acer. I am from the Redacted Files podcast. I also happen to be sitting about four feet away from Megan. <laughs> and I am playing Vect, a mercurial glaive who abuses alchemy. Do you want to tell us anything about Vect? Vect routinely, drugs are bad, uh, <laughs> consumes recreational drugs. <laughs> with Kitas. Playing Kitas is Kyle. Hi everyone, I'm Kyle, and I am the host and producer of Tavern Tales. You can find out more at www.taverntales.ca. Today, I will be playing Kitas Vetter. She is a charming glint who entertains with her ro rock and roll guitar. She is an intense and sarcastic, sassy uh, young woman with bright green and white hair. And uh, and that's uh, we'll see where she goes today. And Kristen, hi, uh, I am Kristen. I play Yelaris on the Broadswords, uh, and today I will be playing Jacqueline or Jack. I am a mystical Jack that conceals the truth. Kitas is my sister and the only one that I never lie to. In fact, I am often brutally honest with her. <laughs> and last but not least is Sid. Hello, I'm Sid. Uh, I am the host and producer of Narrative Drive, which you can find at, at narrative underscore drive on Twitter. Today I'm playing Hader, who is a passionate glaive that absorbs energy. 
I am putting you all in the organization that exists in the Amber Clave, the show that I run, which is called the Amber Clave, coincidentally, which is a offshoot of the Order of Truth, which is sort of a secular religious institute within the Ninth World, which exists far, far in the future. So between now and when you guys, your characters, are alive, civilization has risen and fallen eight times. So we're on the Ninth Civilization there's wreckage and remains from all these previous worlds floating around, and no one really knows how any of it works. Uh, and you just call it all Numenera, because that's a good catch-all term for it. The Amber Clave is an organization that is really involved in research and discovering all they can about uh, Numenera and the history of the world. But they are also really focused on protecting the world from outside threats or even inside threats. And you all are part of a knot. So that's sort of a little subgroup within the Amber Clave that travels around together and solves problems together. The cool thing about going through your Amber Clave training and being in the knot is you all have a device implanted in your head that sort of <laughs> records your experiences so that... Anything that you see can be given back to the Amber Clave at some point, though it's not recording all the time, just when important things are happening. But that's also let you... That's what they tell us anyway. It's just mm -hmm. like the Amazon Echo, you guys. It's fine. <laughs> but it also lets you all communicate mentally with each other. Oh, great. We have TACnet. We have a, we have a in-universe reason to meta game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so you all are stationed at the major seaport of Kai. It's actually one of the biggest cities in the Steadfast, which is most of the known continent in the Ninth World. The saying about Kai is half of the city is up in the sky. It's full of dirigibles and floating vehicles. It's known for its huge markets, and it's actually where the headquarters of the Order of Truth, which, like I said, is a sort of an oddly a secular religious organization. That's where that is as well. But you have just recently left Kai. You are headed towards the Red Fleet, a group of not quite pirates, but we'll call them aquatic people who love discovering things at, out at sea, but also aren't always that nice. People who live in the ocean and occasionally take things. Occasionally take things that don't belong to them, but pirate it's because adjacent? of discovery. <laughs> pirate adjacent. Yes. Our pirate adjacent friends, the Red Fleet. They are the people who probably know the most about the sea. Not as much under the sea, though they do travel down there frequently. But they're the ones who are headed back to the Ninth World, or back to the Steadfast the most. They've been consulted by the Amber Clave, because there is a huge problem up north in the port town of Harmouth, where a green tide has taken over the ocean there. It's made it impossible for anyone from Harmouth to go out to sea because it seems to affect any electrical sort of systems on ships and affect any Numenera anyone's taking out there. And also seems to be killing a lot of the aquatic life that it's, it's touching. Hmm. And they don't know what's causing it. And the Amber Clave is concerned because it has outposts out in the ocean that they haven't heard back from for a while. So you have been set 
sent to meet up with the Red Fleet to talk to them and see if they can help you get out to where this problem might be coming from and if they have any more information. You are on a submergine, which is like a submarine, but it's named after the person who invented it, whose name was Mergine. The <laughs> captain of the submergine is Elomer Vex. He sort of briefed you as you came aboard that the Red Fleet's been monitoring the expansion, and then he's just sort of left you alone because he's busy. So what kind of things have you guys been doing on, it's maybe like a three-day trip out to where you're headed on the submergine? I've been reading the manual on this new piece of equipment I've gotten, and the results aren't encouraging because it mostly says, we think if you push this button, it usually does this. That's good. Yeah. Mm. I haven't pushed any buttons so long as we are in a submergine. <laughs> Probably smart. Yeah. I've been um, kind of combing the submergine, looking for interesting concealed places, maybe some unattended uh, crates or belongings of the crew to poke through, absorbing people's stories and retelling them as my own. <laughs> That sort of thing. Hmm. All right. Uh, so you've act somehow come into the possession of at least uh, four more shins as you've uh, been hanging out aboard this submergine. Amazing how that happens. <laughs> it's like money just multiplies when it's around you. Yeah. What about Ketis? Are there portholes on this submergine that you can look out at the aquatic life? Most of the hole is actually clear synth, at least on sort of the top half. So you can see out all around you like you're on some sort of tourist submarine. Cool. Um, so Ketis has been laying on her back uh, on a raised stack of like mattresses that she's taken from somebody else's bunks. <laughs> and she is looking out at the ocean life through this clear, through the clear skin. And she's writing in lipstick on the, the surface uh, l lyrics to her latest song and masterpiece that she's trying to put together. And she's come up with the title of it and it's called when push comes to, sh uh, when push comes to sub. <laughs> I love it. Good. <laughs> All right. And what about a hater? Uh, I think he's just like lounging around, like trying to make himself useful. I imagine he's not super comfortable with like confined spaces all that well. Um, mm. just, just like fidgeting around, like trying to help out any of the um, crew if they need it. Like even if he has zero clue of how to actually do that. I'm not sure if it's better or worse than that you can see all of the ocean that's pushing down around on this Yeah, tiny this is like straight up on. triggering my personal <laughs> uh, thalassophobia right now. So this, <laughs> I'm projecting that into Hader. <laughs> All right. Well, luckily it ends after just a few days and nothing bad happens as you're headed out there. And you see as you sort of slowly surface this giant put together city on the top of the ocean. It looks like they've combined submersibles and parts of normal ships and doors and whatever they can to make this floating city the captain of the ship, uh, Captain Vex, tells you is called the Reef Cluster. This is where the Red Fleet is having its sort of council of war on what to do about the green tide. 
Though it's also, you know, a little bit of catching up with each other and heavy drinking, you know, at night when you're not doing all that planning. So it's kind of like their, uh, like, headquarters or capital. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you're, you're saying it's like one of those professional conferences you go to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pirate Con. <laughs> We're here at Pirate Con, or Pirate Adjacent Con. <laughs> So once you get there, Elomir will take you to the sort of high council of the Red Fleet that's in charge of this crisis in particular. As you're walking there, he will tell you that there are three people that you probably need to not make mad. There is a nano named Lotiri, a raider chieftain named Clegg, and a scientist named Nadira. They're the ones who are making all the big decisions about what's going on. Sorry, my darling. The name of the second one was Crag? Clegg. Clegg. Uh, I'm going to fuck that up. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend against it. <laughs> uh, Ketis just smiles wanly at uh, <laughs> Vex's direction. All right. Uh, if, you, if you feel like you're ready, in we go. All right. Well, wait... If we're not supposed to piss these people off, then tell us more about them. What what are they like? Who are they? What do they do? Uh, Lutiri's a bit of a, a weirdo amongst us because we're not really much on the Numenera, you know. Um, and that's really her big thing. But she's really good at what she does. So we've sort of accepted her into our ranks. She has a summer gene stocked over there. And he points at you know, a summer gene that seems to have a lot of, like, Numenera tacked onto it. Clegg, he's... I don't know. What do you expect a raider chieftain to be like? That's what he's like. Kind of so very suave, uh, nicely dressed, <laughs> slick back hair. Tricorn hat? <laughs> tricorn hat. He does have a tricorn hat, but uh, suave is not a word I'd use for him. <laughs> not suave. Right, understood. Mm. Exceptional table manners. <laughs> pristine uh, white teeth <laughs> and Nadira she's the best researcher we have she comes up with the craziest stuff after with what we find down at the bottom of the sea she's the one who's made any improvements we've been able to make on the summer jeans that's really her thing and so everyone listens to her mm -hmm. well alright my darling thanks do we tip you or what uh, no, your your boss paid me. Don't don't go giving money away again. I don't have any. <laughs> you took it all, remember? You told me I'm not allowed to buy drugs or other paraphernalia. <laughs> it's in better hands. <laughs> well, thicker hands at least. <sighs> I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I. I want to tell you to shut up, but I think that you need to do the talking in there. So <laughs> I'm just going to shove Cletus forward and roll my eyes and uh, keep towards the back. Uh, Cletus accepts the shove, tosses her hair luxuriously behind <laughs> her, a wash of light green and white, and uh, it enters. <coughs> Brushing it out of my face. <laughs> Alright, uh, Lotiri is a uh, darker-skinned woman. She has really long, dark hair that she 
just has like pulled back in a ponytail. Clegg does have his tricorn hat. Um, <laughs> he does not have an eye patch, but otherwise he looks, you know, like uh, a raider chieftain. Whatever your ideal raider chieftain looks like, he, he looks like that. Nadira is wearing some sort of glasses and sort of has a more pinched expression on her face as uh, she looks at you coming in. Megan. Yes. My character has a contact that we hadn't had an opportunity to rush out the details on. Could my character have perhaps had a romantic entanglement with Nadiri and that would be her contact in the city? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so immediately, Kitas does not make eye contact with Nadiri. It has been way too long since last she talked to her and uh, and becomes very shy and very much unlike the <laughs> Kitas everyone in the group has come to know. Nadiri uh, drops the pen she's holding when she sees you come in and then like turns bright red and is trying to pick it up. You know, <laughs> sort of hiding her face as she does so. <laughs> I'm going to just glower at, uh, at Kitas and just say through gritted teeth to her, what did you do? <laughs> this wouldn't be the first time we've been run out of town. It's more like who, my darling. <laughs> Nadiri, oh, so nice to see you. It's it's been so long. <laughs> uh, yes, it has. Um, you're you're with the Amber Clave now, right? I show. Uh, I pull my badge of membership out, the Amber pendant carved with a tree, and I gesture to it and say, "Yes, it seemed the way to go." I heard good things about them. I'm glad you found. Somewhere to be on your feet. And um, you look well as well? Yes, I'm doing very well. Right, uh, that's nice. <sighs> Clegg sort of clears his throat and says, can we actually talk about what we're here to talk about? Or are you going to just go on all day? I think they're going to go on all day. I think we better get to... Uh... Cut to the chase and get this over with. Like, Hader wow. just, like, shoulders his way. Or, like, steps up behind them. Kind of, like, looms over. Is it still spreading? Yes, it is. Uh, Clegg says. He gives, like, a look at Nadiri, but she's, like, staring at her paper. Uh, <gasps> so she's not going to say more. And so he just sort of uh, points at her and says... She's been doing some work, and we think we figured out where this this tide is coming from. It's He digs through his papers and pulls out a map to show you. And I would like you all to give me a intellect roll. It's a difficulty four. Oh boy. So success is going to be 12 or better on the die. I thought you were going to say, and I need you all to give me a speed defense roll. throws <laughs> <laughs> a at you. Uh, so, if you have any skills related to, like, what was it, uh, like, maps? Memory or, or maps, yeah. Or Ninth World. Yeah. yeah. I have Which I 16. Okay. 13. Can I just not roll and fail? <laughs> you, you can purposely fail if you want. Yeah, I don't care about maps <laughs> right now. Mm. I care about Nadiri. Yeah, so pass. All right. 13 over 12. Well, Hadar and Jack at least recognize this. Uh, you remember 
one time when you were learning about all the discoveries that the Amber Clave has made, that they once found uh, under the sea some ruins that surrounded some sort of massive construct. Uh, and of course, they dug them out because they wanted to see what it was, and they found this machine that seemed like it was capable of controlling the weather. Well, not really controlling the weather as much as regulating it, making sure that uh, winds and uh, rain and all of that was really favorable to growing good crops and stuff like that on the mainland. I was asleep during that class. <laughs> Obviously. Does the machine I have a name? I was out with Nidiri during that class. I should have come up with a name for it. <laughs> We'll just call it the climate controller. I was thinking weather engine, but that might be a little bit Weather engine. No, I like weather engine better. Okay. <laughs> the weather engine. Uh, they There is a team, or at least there's supposed to be a team on site who makes sure it, it runs and uh, helps ensure that, you know, everyone has really nice weather and not terrible heat waves. <laughs> Well, I guess someone's next of keen is getting a letter of some kind. The weather engine, what what does this have to do with that? Well, I don't know. I didn't know there was such a thing out there. But those I... maps, those papers. That's just where Nadiri says the the green stuff's coming from. There is a possibility that the weather the weather engine has failed or someone has tampered with it. Oh, that sounds like it'd be pretty bad. Uh, I don't really, I don't really understand any of that stuff. But some of my crew actually uh, was headed out that way, and they've gone missing. So it's really important to the Red Fleet. He says, glaring at Lotiri and Nadiri, that we recover them, and in this this plague on the water. Well. There's no one better than us to take care of this problem, I will say. And I am trained in deception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I rolled an 18. Oh, wow. He looks really encouraged. Like a burden has been lifted from his shoulders. That yeah, we've definitely done this before. Now. <laughs> Hater is just going to keep his mouth shut. So. <laughs> <laughs> Because he has yeah. an inability in lying, so... I'm pretty good at lying, but I, um... Apparently, I have a manner that others find quite unnerving. Um, well, you didn't need to just say that, my darling. <sighs> this is why you're supposed to do the talking, Cadis. But you're just flirting. You're just flirting and... Just do the I'm words. I'm assuming we're having this conversation over the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I think that was out loud. <laughs> I have just stare at everyone and I'm like, I am very unnerving. <laughs> uh, we'll get them home. How many are there? It was four of my crew that were out scouting the the tide. I heard, Lotiri, that you uh, employ some Numenera. Uh, have you experienced any strange uh, side effects from... Uh bringing it close to the tide. Yes, uh, I think it was in the report that we had been communicating with the Amberclave, but 
it does seem to have some sort of effect on Numenera when it comes in contact with it, uh, making it m malfunction. Uh, that's why I haven't really gone as close to it as others may have wished, but it... No, no, quite is... right. I understand. We'll be the ones to take the danger off. Yes, that is what I've been told. You can count on us. Do you have any, uh, any defenses against it that have proven effective? I've been working on some dive suits that were good for going deeper into the water. I think they should be able to function in against the tide, but I haven't been able to test them yet. They don't use as much Numenera or electrical components, and that's that's what I think should should let them work when everything else has failed. That sounds great, I say, sounding a little <laughs> a little deflated. Clegg yeah. uh, glares at her and says, "I have a I have a life scanner. It should be able to." see through the slime to find any signs of life. I was planning on using it to find my crew, but if you are going to go there, and since you do seem very trustworthy, I'll let you use it instead. Uh, yeah. Oh yes, of course. The most trustworthy. I like your hat. Thank you. I, my mom got it for me. Your mom has excellent taste. Question. When we use the, um, the implants, can we communicate without speaking out loud? Or is that any? It's sort of like a, a walkie-talkie kind of deal. Uh, no, it's all in your head, so you don't have to talk out loud if you don't want to. Okay, so then I would just quip to to Kitas, "I'm the liar, kiddo." <laughs> I, I was speaking complete truths. It's a nice hat. Your your taste has sort of gone down the drain. I accept your disparagement. Kitas just like. Finishes looking at uh, Clegg saying nice things and then looks unhappy and looks off to the side. <laughs> uh, did the captain join us, uh, Vex? No, he's outside. He doesn't. He's a little worried about how this is going to go. Well, we brought a submergine. Well, Elomir brought the submergine, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. Yes. I mean, is there anything we should do to protect it or, you know armor it somehow i wouldn't recommend going under the water on your way there oh so we'll need to take a skimmer nadiri looks up at that and says oh i i have something that might help with that you do uh <laughs> yeah um my research skimmer it's not being used right now if you wanted to sort of you know um Put the submergine on top of that as you head out towards the site. Maybe then you'll be safe. Oh, that sounds lovely. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. A blush creeps up <laughs> Kitas's face. An, an intense eye roll. <laughs> Hader's just like shaking his head. He's like, no, God. Why did I do it? Why did I agree on joining these guys? I'm mentally counting our uh, communal stash of shins to see if we can cover the safety deposit for a skimmer. Because <laughs> we were not getting that money back. No. 
Well, if you say that in our head link, Kitas tells you that the safety deposit is love. Yeah, I was going to say it's a <laughs> safety deposit is Kitas' obnoxious eye batting. <laughs> All right. Well, I can do with uh, less of that. So We hope you'll stay at least the night before heading out, Luteri says. We have a lot of fish to eat if you like fish. I promise it hasn't been touched by the, the green tide yet. Oh, good. We brought wine. Did we? <laughs> Who brought wine? It's not good quality wine. <laughs> it's wine. Quantity makes up for quality. <laughs> Kita says, I don't know, my darling. Will we be staying the night? And I look very, very directly at Nadiri. I, we would be quite happy to have people who are going to rescue members of the Red Fleet staying with us, at least for the night. Uh, Ketis bites her lower lip. <laughs> Can we, like, communally vote him off, or, <laughs> or off the uh, the circuit until, like, morning? Yeah. It's like we're muting that channel. Yeah. <laughs> you have something against passion? Just daggers. Just, just daggers. All right, how long How long till dinner then? Maybe like an hour or two. Sounds good. So I guess I'll ask each of you what you're going to do until you leave the next morning. There are a bunch of definitely not pirates hanging around here and uh, a lot of grog. Grog is I'll good. Check, <laughs> I'll check in with our submarine crew and see how uh, if they're prepared to go on this mission. They are prepared. They are just not happy about it. Hmm. Come on. It'll be fun. We'll be heroes. We might even survive. <laughs> that's, that's not very encouraging. Oh, I'm sorry. You thought I was going to be encouraging? Usually, Captain Vex is very encouraging before we go on terrible missions. Ah, well, you know, he's a good guy. At least Stick they've been on terrible missions before. Yeah. All right. What is Hater doing? He is going to uh, peruse to find selection of grog they have available, and I guess mingle with the crew. Maybe try to like get some more information about like where we're going. If they've heard any rumors or any, I guess stories or whatever. Oh, it might be a good idea to learn of like about Clegg's people. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what he's doing, like, mingling with the crew and, like, trying to, uh, like, find a tone and, like, what is going on in general. Alright, uh, give me some sort of role for, like, socializing and making friends. I mean, that's a f I don't have anything, <laughs> so I guess... Alright, just give me a intellect. straight roll. <laughs> flat intellect, I guess? Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm gonna spend a uh, level of effort, so... Taking me down to a whole seven. Uh, that's a 14. You learn a little more about the missing crew. They are Vander, who was the sort of navigator. Honier, who uh, was in charge of, you know, engines and stuff like that. Rasha, who is in charge of the weapons, and Tesca, who is in charge of everyone. <laughs> so, Vonder was the navigator. Uh-huh. 
And then we had... Honir, the engineer. Roska was weapons. And Tesca was fighting... Or, captain. Sub-captain, I guess, since Clegg was I mean, the so, yeah. most captain, but... Lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Clegg's official title? Most captain? <laughs> yeah. High captain. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. The captainiest. I like most captain. Uh, they are a generally, like, friendly group. Everyone here seems to like them and uh, wants to get them back. Yeah, uh, Hadrian's going to try to yeah, reassure them, yes, we're going to get them back. They're all drunk, so they believe you. Well, you're not lying. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. You didn't say you'd going to try to get them alive. back. Yeah. Doesn't state in what state they will be brought back, but it will be brought back. <laughs> I can assure um... you. I would like to spend my evening cheating at cards. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I'm relieving these definitely not pirates of their definitely not ill-gotten loot. <laughs> All right. Why don't you give me some sort of... Sleight trickery? of hand, perhaps? Yeah, sleight Ooh. of hand roll. That would be perfect. I would love to. Um, what kind of difficulty are we talking here? You get to choose. Uh, like, a difficulty three will get you five shins. Difficulty four will get you ten. And difficulty five will get you fifteen. So if we go for a difficulty five, and I am... The S stands for specialized. Yep. yep. I am very specialized in mm. sleight of hand. How many... Does that bring it down two levels? Yep. Yeah, so now it's difficulty three. Okay, so we're definitely doing that. Also, you can spend effort... And um, is sleight of hand intellect? It would speed. probably be speed. Speed. Yeah. Unless okay. you were like distracting them uh, like by talking to them or something like that. Oh, I'm definitely also doing that. But All right. And like using my, I have a very fancy uh, ring that's like glitters and emits motes of light when I wear it. I, I use that to great effect in my sleight of hand of like, look over here as I do this. All right. um, if I want to spend effort, I have an edge of two in intellect. So then I just only have to spend one to bring it down another level. Yes. Okay. Now you're at difficulty one. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about this. So the number this you evening. have to beat is a three. I rolled a two. Oh, no. <laughs> Classic. It's going really well um, until, like, at the very end, you, like, pull the wrong card into your hand, and it's, like, from a completely different deck. Oh, no. It's it, so the, like, embarrassing. The back is completely different, and you don't notice because you're, like, your hand's moving and you have the moats going and I might be a little so too well. cocky. Yeah. And then uh, and then they catch you. But uh, they're pretty good-natured about it because everyone at the table is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real game from the start. Uh, <laughs> four aces. Uh, but I'm five aces. Better than this. I'm going to sulk for a really long time. <laughs> oh, I'm just so sulky now. It's going to be intolerable. How much money did you lose now? Yeah, what, 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 uh... Let's see. I'm going to say you put at least three in the pot to get in. All right. Down three. Well, you were up four to begin with. So... Yeah, I was up four, so I'm, I'm still, I'm doing all right. 
but I'm that's not going to make me any more tolerable. All right, so everyone's going to mute Jack's channel tonight as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kitas, what are you doing? So it looks initially as though Nadiri is busy or Nadira is busy uh, right away. So she slips out knowing where Nadira stays. And she goes and she uh, she barters a song for some something that she knows Nadira likes, like a, a an amber necklace that has some sort of insect in it or whatnot. Something that would be really intriguing to her, both in a beauty fashion as well as a practical research-oriented thing. She sings a song, it's called Of Ciphers and Strings, but mm-hmm. it's actually a hidden, there's a hidden message about how shitty the Angulan knights are. <laughs> Perfect. And she sings it in order to barter for this necklace and hopefully she gets it. All right, why don't you give me a performance roll? Sure. What's the difficulty? Three. Okay, I will just attempt it. I have rolled an 11. Okay, perfect. The person who runs the stand loves your song. And they have, they have like an amber necklace, which is perfect because you're part of the amber clave. And even better, it has trapped inside the amber like this small little uh, robot insect. Oh, cool. Uh, from some prior world where uh, instead robots were getting stuck in the amber. Hmm. And uh, they they also hate the Angulan Knights, so they're very happy uh, with the secret message. They catch on really quick and uh, give you the, the necklace. Uh, I haven't heard anything so good for years. That's wonderful. She uh, she says, thank you, my darling. Thank you. You know, remember my name. It's Kitas Better. And tosses her hair back and uh, finds uh, Nadira to uh, pass on this beautiful necklace and st- ask if she can stay the night. And maybe have a chat about Green Tide and other things. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Nadira is very happy to have you stop by. She very happy to get the necklace and she's very interested in chatting to you about uh, the green tide and other things all night if that's what it takes all night uh, do, do I learn anything interesting about the green tide that Nadira might not have passed on before um let's see why don't you give me like a roll because it depends on how much attention you're paying to what she's actually saying okay. and uh, how much you're focused on just flirting so, like, a perception or um, any sort of thing that involves paying attention. Or I've listening. got something called coax information. Oh, yeah. That will work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I will roll away then. Seven. All right. She'll tell you that the samples that have been uh, collected, it seems to be, like, Organic material from several different species mixed together with some other uh, substance she has not been able to identify yet. But it's it's really weird because not even everything that she's finding in there is like an ocean species. Like there's definitely some fungus in there that shouldn't be there. Really brings up the mood for that night, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, she's passionate about that. So yeah. Kedis is passionate about her. Nadiri really loves uh, fungus, so. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Depends on the fungus, really. 
<laughs> All right. So some of you are more refreshed in the morning than others. Yeah. I'm still extremely grumpy. <laughs> um, can I ask you a question? Uh, as yeah. a jack, uh, I have a flex skill. So at the beginning of each day, I can choose one thing that I'm good at. I'm trying to think of what, what I should do today. Leatherworking sounds neat, but... <laughs> Underwater basket weaving is pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, do you have any advice for uh, a new player who's perhaps going on an underwater mission? Uh, I like I like the sound of smashing, but that seems... <laughs> <laughs> and like the woodworking, I'm like, ooh, yeah. But I don't know. I, I'll, I'll put this out to my fellow players as well, perhaps. Hmm. Um, Can we be good at swimming today? Swimming? Oh, is that a thing that I could choose? Yeah. Okay, I'll be good at swimming. I think that sounds good. So today I'm going to like, at the beginning of the day, in uh, also still a fit of a bad mood, I'm just going to really think hard about the breaststroke. <laughs> <laughs> I also am thinking hard about the breaststroke. I know you are. <laughs> but not mm. in relation to swimming. Mm. Kitas, I muted this channel. <laughs> forcing the unmute just to just to bother you some more oh sisters so nadiri will help you load elmir's ship onto her research skimmer frequently touching kitas's shoulder and elbow and arm as uh, she supervises but eventually you do have to head off uh, as you make progress, you start seeing this green tide. And at first, it's just like ribbons of it under the surface of the water until it just seems to have taken over everything. It's a uh, really unnatural shade of like bright green that seems to ripple and fade into itself with a hypnotic glow. So does it look a lot like Ketis's hair? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It is. I have a, can I sort of like spend some time staring at it sulkily and sense what, if there's some Numenera active in this thing that is affecting the Numenera, it seems maybe counterintuitive, but I would like to use my, my sense magic. All right. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Should I roll first or do we talk like difficulty and points first? Let's just go with the better you roll, the more information I'll give you. All right. So I'm trained, but not specialized. And I would roll this other d20 since that other one betrayed me. <laughs> Do we refresh our pools after the night? Yes. Uh, oh. So you can start the new day with all your pools refreshed. Okay, great. Um, I rolled a 13. You are, you're sulkily staring mm -hmm. um, and... You do sense some Numenera in this in this slime that seems to be uh, everywhere around you, but it seems wrong. Like hmm. something's corrupted it. Hmm. I don't like that. Are we gonna have a, a team meeting in the morning? That's sure. up to you guys. Yeah. I would recommend it. Uh, I think there's a team meeting every morning because. Ketis is an inspiration to her friends because through her songs every morning her friends can decrease the difficulty of a task by one step that day and that happens every day for her friends just some some morning song pep talk time <laughs> what are you playing for us this morning Ketis uh, I've got a song called holographic fish mm -hmm. that I've been working on mm -hmm. <laughs> 
They're not good to eat, but they're pretty to look at. I don't hate this one. Hmm. That's the best you're going to get. <laughs> at least from her. Rave reviews. Rave reviews over here. I give it a solid 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> so after um, Kitas has uh, played us her uh, rousing number about the fish, I will sort of... Still somewhat sulkily, but less sulkily, uh, stare around at my compatriots. There's Numenera in the slime, but it's wrong. Corrupted. I, I don't know. I don't like it. Hmm. That's disturbing, I say, looking down at my Numenera-based weapon. <laughs> Eventually, you... Oh, sorry. You weren't done with your meeting. Um, Anything else happening at the meeting? Well, uh... I think we go through the usual warning that uh, a, the glaive should probably go first mm -hmm. and uh, check things out because uh, you guys, uh, there's a lot of spunk there, but uh, <laughs> squishy, uh, squishy. <laughs> Kitas just glares and rolls her eyes. You know it's true. Do we want to bust out that life scanner? Get an idea of oh, yeah. where oh, we're yeah. going. Well, it belongs in the hands of one of the smart people in the group. Pass it, pass it along to the Jack. Yeah, I'll grab it. Uh, do I know how to work it? Uh, yes. Nadiri will have given you a, a demonstration, mostly because she wants to impress Kedis's, uh relatives. <laughs> All right. Can I uh, start scanning for life? Yes. Go ahead. Do I, I, I'm assuming I roll for that. Yep. Oh, that is an 18. All right. Very nice. You are able to work with Elamir and get right to the center of where the slime is coming up. And you can tell this is the center because it seems to actually be bubbling up here. Ugh. Like there's the, like almost like a slime spring of disgustingness right in front of you. Well, um, that's disconcerting. Ketis, I think you need to write something called Slime Spring of Disgustingness. <laughs> All right. That's an old album right there. Yeah. Uh, and oh. does the signal seem like it's coming from below the surface? Yeah. Ugh. I hate it. Does it look like uh, human life signs? Uh, you can't really tell. Hmm. Well, we, when we get back... To uh, the reef cluster, someone needs to tell Clegg his scanner sucks. <laughs> well, it could be that the um, slime is making interference, but and, like Hader just like shrugs, just like I don't know. <laughs> Technology isn't my thing. Hopefully, these dive suits work better. Hmm. They look like those like old timey dive suits with the really cool helmets, more like Bioshock. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So much faith in this. <laughs> Elamir's like, I'll let you guys go down and take care of this then. Uh, we'll be up here. Uh, you're not coming? No, definitely not. Uh, it'd be easier if, you know... We... Nope, I'm fine up here. Well, we need someone to drive the, uh, drive the skipper back if we return up. So it's better that you stay safe here. Yeah. I tell Nadira... Or is it Nadiri? Uh, I keep switching back and forth because okay. I spelled it two ways on here. But she's not with you. Uh, you guys left her behind at the reef cluster. 
Oh, but before I left her, uh-huh. I told her that um, if I don't come back, remember me forever and don't sleep with anyone else ever again. <laughs> for I am the best that you've ever had. She will uh, tearfully promise uh, you that. I don't know if she'll actually stick to it, but... Nadira remembers why she and Kitas aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, this is why. She only can handle the drama for like 24 hours at mm-hmm. a time. So does uh, the captain have, or sorry, the under-captain have a, uh, like some some old-timey helper guy to tell us that the, you know, not to get the hose all tangled up and <laughs> help us into our suits? Yes. Luckily, these don't have a hose. Uh, they, You will be able to breathe inside them. It will cycle the oxygen and stuff. All right, so it'll just smell really bad. Oh. <laughs> All right, so I assume we have that we have that really awkward fumbling through an airlock and outside and yes, some hyperventilating. So you are looking in in the airlock out at the green water. It's a little more viscous than normal, hmm. uh, but you can still see for a little bit through it if using the lights from the ship. And right. uh, I'm going to have you give me. A speed roll to sort for your dive down. All right. Would this be a uh, swimming check, if you will? Yes. Wonderful. Swimming will work for this. Yay! I'm specializing in that. Wow. Uh, I got a 13. All right. I'm also activating a glow globe. Okay. I don't think my uh, bioluminescent injection would help on this. It would just glow out of the helmet. <laughs> just a searchlight. It'll yeah. help us find you. No, it's also like, uh, how does it work? It injects a fluorescent protein gene into the user, causing the, her to glow with a bioluminescent light that illuminates the area around them, as though it were daylight. For wow. Hour. So yeah. yeah, just like a beam out your uh, <laughs> out your helmet. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we check your suit for uh, leaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, so if you, uh, since we're doing the highest possible, do we get like, basically a plus three per uh, level of training? Yes. All right, let's. So we get plus three. So that's yeah. a uh, okay. twenty-five. All right. Really Nineteen nice. plus six. I rolled a thirteen. I've got okay. training in swimming for today. So that makes it a 16? Is that how that is? Yes. All right. Oh, and uh, Aider got a minor effect. I also got a minor yes. Yep. Yeah, minor effect. I don't drown. Uh... It's a good one. Uh... <laughs> how about Kitas? I've got a seven. I'm not skilled in this at all. all so right. I just kind of flounder. You have a glow globe and you have the like beam of light from Hater's yeah. helmet. Uh, and yet Kitas is uh, flailing a bit as you head down, um, sending a ton of ripples through the slime stuff. I come up minor fake, but basically like Hater swimming up to uh, to Kitas and like basically setting them. Uh, yeah. So that doesn't so, happen. <laughs> so you're you're like right next to Kitas, uh, keeping her calm. Making sure the flailing is at a minimum. 
Yeah, just like hold your arms close to your body and just yeah. like let <laughs> gravity do its thing. You'll be fine. That was not how I was taught. I was taught to thrash as madly as possible. Well, you're doing marvelously, darling. How are you drinking wine and swimming? <laughs> I rolled very well. <laughs> you know, like the camelbacks, you just have like a tube. Yeah. Oh, I totally have one of those. <laughs> Is that like an artifact or oddity? I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, I feel like it should be an artifact. Keeps, if it keeps it cold, it's an artifact. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have that? Uh, definitely. <laughs> It's one of the things you've won at some point um, mm-hmm. in the uh, taverns in Key. On days where I was feeling tied. more myself. Yeah. Yeah. Things where you, like, were, you felt more uh, comfortable. All right. So as you're sinking down, you see some dark shapes moving through the water around you. <laughs> I'm going to turn my head towards them and illuminate everything. all right you see a giant uh what you assume used to be a shark it it looks like it's a dead shark that's been rotting for a while because you can see its bones and its teeth look broken and its eyes look lifeless but it's still swimming around you oh god have i heard of anything like this before give me a roll what kind of roll intellect uh numenera would uh, understanding apply. Numenera, would that apply? Yeah. Okay. So that's a nine, but I have the training. It's ringing like a bell, but you can't quite place where you've heard of any sort of destructive decay like this before. Let's go go over our, our intercom. This seems bad. You don't no. say, really? <laughs> this is my incisive commentary on this. Yeah. You are welcome. <laughs> It is going to sense the light pointed at it and start swimming towards you. Can you turn that off? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I can shut the visor, but I'll be blind. Can I do anything with hedge magic to like? I can change the color or appearance of small objects. Can I? polarize his visor maybe yeah can i like make his visor really opaque for a minute this Uh, lasts for an hour by the way so (laughs) give me a roll to see if you're able to get it before uh, (laughs) the shark is too close to care okay so can i um can i reduce the difficulty on that somehow yeah you can spend levels of effort for your intellect pool okay i will do that so, so will... one level would cost three total. And two I have levels two would cost edge. Five total. So I could do two levels for three with the yep. edge? Okay, I'll yep. do that. This starting out great. Just blinding your teammates. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not going to make it completely opaque. I like I'll polarizing it. like have an inability in perception for this. But, you know. <laughs> I'm saving you from a giant shark. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> that's a ten. You are able to, like, tint his visor. Uh, It's, like, a really dark blue now, which dims the light so it's not, like, a blast of green shooting out into the slime. And the shark uh, seems to lose interest in you. So it it swims past pretty close but doesn't attack you. Hmm. I'll just go over it in a comment. You're welcome. I could have handled it, but thank you. 
<laughs> dive deeper into this cesspool. Alright, as you go deeper, I'm gonna have you each give me a might defense roll. Oh no. <laughs> as your your suits are being attacked by the slime. I'm using my XP. <laughs> oh, that's better. Uh eleven. Alright. I'm gonna spend a level of effort. Okay. I got a nine. Fourteen. I have a natural twenty. Oh dang! So you get with a natural 20 a major effect, which is some, like, huge change you want to make. Usually it's something like your attack is extra effective or you go extra far or something, but do you have any ideas for a major effect you would want? Yeah, so when I get super close, there's something wrong with my suit and it puffs up into, like, this like really dense thick armor mm-hmm. that I can still move around in, but I kind of look like a, a big sumo guy now. Michelin man. <laughs> Michelin so. man, yeah. Alright, so your suit is going to give you two armor for the next hour. Dope. Nice. Vect and Jack, you guys both have a inability in your might pool. So any time you're rolling might, you're going to have an inability for it until you uh, roll recovery. As uh, the suit seems to be being affected by the slime. And as you, you get deeper, you see the buildings that you remember learning about surrounded the construct. But you see, like, all kinds of aquatic creatures that look the same as that shark where they're dead and should be dead, at least, swimming around it. Um, And you're going to have to figure out a way to get past them. Or I guess you could fight your way through them if you really wanted to. That seems like a bad idea. I'll leave that up to the glaives. Could we uh, set some sort of, uh, or can we set up some kind of decoy or diversion? What kind of ciphers do you guys carry around with you? Could I Evanesce? I mean, it says that you need to be in shadows or behind cover, but it seems shadowy down deep under the ocean. Mm. So you could definitely definitely sneak past them. So option one, big fighty sword folk go in. (laughs) Option two, I like this one a lot less. I try to sneak through and and open it up. Well, I don't know, another distraction or maybe Cletus, you could woo some of them. <laughs> Guess. Does anyone of you have a uh, cipher that could make a loud noise or bright lights? I mean, you're a pretty good bright light. <laughs> I can just untint the visor, make some new friends. Yeah, I mean, trying to keep us out of, you know, harm's way before we need to. Hey, I have a uh, bloom serpent. It uh, looks like I can launch it and up to long range. It then explodes uh, and then explodes again in the shape of a serpent with lots of coils of uh, electrified wire. Electrified wire under the water. That sounds like fun. It's actually not as bad as you think. Just untouch it. uh, (laughs) 
I think, you know, this would make an excellent distraction. Mm -hmm. Then we, we go in the other direction. So I have, a diff I have a nifty little thing called a distance activator, which I can attach on other ciphers to activate it at a distance. Hmm. Ah. Up hmm. to a mile. <laughs> <laughs> or two kilometers, if, if you will. So you could plant the, the thing on mm -hmm. the other thing, and then we leave the thing far away. We leave, we swim away from the thing, and then we activate the thing. Yes. Exactly. Could work. So descriptive. <laughs> yes, this is why you're the poet, darling. I, uh, I'll hand over the, the bloom. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do that. There's no problem that can't be solved through the judicious application of explosives. Exactly. Amen. We do that, yeah? Yeah. We so do that. Works. The uh, the cipher activates while you are uh, like on one side of where you want to get through, uh, and it's on the other side. Um, and all the creatures are going to start moving towards it to investigate, and then possibly get shocked <laughs> as they get close to it. Click. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna sneak like hell towards that construct. All right. I'm not gonna sneak at all. Can we get rid of that inability with recovery? Recovery, you said. Yes. I'm going to take a recovery. Uh, yeah, oh, can you we can do take that? Your uh, action, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I'll do that. That sounds like a good idea. All right. So if you are missing points, you can roll one d six plus three. I think it would be for Jack, and add yeah. that back to any of your pools. Okay. Uh, you can distribute them however you want. I will do that. Four. That's plenty. So do we need to roll for, like, getting to the, the thing unseen? Or now that they're distracted, is is it pretty easy? It's pretty easy. Okay. Uh, you can move carefully. Um, so I think Jack just sort of disappears and then reappears back where you plan on meeting up again. Poof. Ah. <laughs> You've seen her do uh, this before. Why are you surprised? Because we're surrounded by a viscous glowing green goo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nothing I haven't handled before. <sighs> this is way different than the viscous red goo. <laughs> so as you get closer, sprawling beneath you like the corpse of some long-dead mechanical juggernaut is a titanic construct uh, lying sprawled across the ocean floor. There's domes and ridges and cylinder, and it looks almost organic, despite it's pretty clear that it's made out of some sort of synth or metal. You can feel a thrum vibrating through the complex uh, in some places, while in other places it seems like it's belching out a luminous vapor that then shortly thereafter sinks to the seafloor and is reabsorbed hmm. into this like carpet of unidentifiable plant growth. Hmm. Why don't you all give me a, a perception check? Yes. I can do that. See what else you see out there. Ketis notes the oh boy. thrum and starts humming along with it in thirds and fifths. <laughs> yeah. I rolled a 18 plus 3, so that's a 21. All right, nice. So... I rolled a 5 plus 3. <laughs> Great. 19 plus 3, so 22. Okay. 16 plus 3. I, I think it's plus 3. Is that... uh, if, if you, yeah, if you, you're trained in perception. I don't think that I am, so just a 16 then. All right. Well, everyone except for Vect notices <laughs> that there is 
a submergine docked with part of this complex, uh, and you actually recognize it as the Endeavor. It belongs to the Amberclave. Hmm. Oh. Do we know about anyone they've sent out before us? Yes. So you know that there were there were Amberclave people stationed here. You don't know if this is the ship that they had, but it definitely is a possibility of how they got here in the first place. Hey, we have a ride. Possibly. And we have a way out or a way back. They didn't use it, so maybe it doesn't work. Well, let's endeavor to get there and find out. Uh... <laughs> I make several rude gestures. <laughs> We're underwater. <laughs> Those can't be done underwater. <laughs> They're just really slow and clumsy. I think I'm, oh, I meant I'm what he's referring to. <laughs> I'm actually laughing quite heartily at at Cadus's. <laughs> I like this one. Um, do we see an entry point into the construct at all? Like a, a place where like a door or a port or a Uh yeah, so there seems to be hatches at several different points leading in. I suggest we check out the endeavor first. You go do that. I'll go gonna check on one of the hatches. All right. Well, let's all stick together. <laughs> Don't split the party. I, I assume they're like next to each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. The endeavor does seem to be docked with the construct, and it's not that hard to get inside. But uh, as you like go through the airlock, you find that while there's not, it's not like filled with water. It is overgrown with some sort of organic growth. You can't really tell what. Does it have the same weird corrupted Numenera feeling as the slime? Yes. Backing up. (laughs) Uh, I don't think turning on the engines on this thing would be a very good idea. Mm hmm. Let's let's try and get a, a read on what's happening here before we go pushing too many buttons. No. How's that hatch coming? Can I get the hatch like open or is it stuck? Yeah, no, it it's pretty it's not hard to open. It just takes a minute, you know, um, with the uh, pressures between the inside and the outside. But you're able to get it open and head inside to the construct. Mm hmm. Unfortunately, once you get inside, you find it to be a shift, a twisted, shifting, perpetually dissolving and reconstituting warren of tunnels, chambers, and intersections. Fun. It's like whatever created this construct is adapting very rapidly. I relay what I see to the rest of the team through our nifty little mind link. Oh, any idea why? Looks pretty bad. I mean, like there was a door there when we got when you got there, wasn't there? Yeah, on the outside. Yeah, hatch in. Uh, got inside. Looks like the whole place is uh, realigning itself or rebuilding itself. Thanks to this weird goo. Well, this is fun. Yeah. Do we have anything that we could use to like mark a way out? Like a, a line that we could anchor here, that we could follow back out. We each have 50 feet of rope. We have explorers' packs, yeah. Tie that all together, then got 200. Mm. It's not wow. very much. <laughs> how, how big How big is this, uh, like, construct? 
It, it's definitely bigger than 200 feet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's spread out across the ocean floor here. Hmm. All right, I'm going to take out the beam lance and fire it up. Uh, and I'm going to try to carve uh, a blaze in the wall. Okay. It doesn't seem to disappear if you stand there and stare at it for a while. Okay. Even what? though the wall's moving. All right. Well, we have been to this wall, I say, <laughs> pointing theatrically. Let's go with it. You know, let's try to see if we can move 10 feet that way and we'll cut another one. Mm-hmm. Is the life detector working at all? Yes, it is pointing down and into the sort of maze even further. Mm. All right. Let's go that way. I agree. I don't really want to be at the front. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's my yeah, job. That's a glaive's job. Yeah. Let's put the one with four blades in front. Let's go. I... I'm going to hand you the life scanner. And... I I only have two hands. And he like holds up his shield and his... Um, oh my... Uh, his... Uh, I'll take... Very... All right. I will keep... I'll take, I'll take point uh, You if you cover the rear. All right. I mean... Keep the squishy people in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I glare at him when he says that. I mean, it's better if I go in front, I guess. I can take a hit or two without problem. Um, all right, then, if, if uh, Vec, do you want to take the rear, I'll sure. I'll tell Hater where to go. Well, I can just cheat my barret and carry it. I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll hang on to it, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, delicate So are machinery. we still underwater, or is this breathable atmosphere at this point? Uh, you are back where there's no water. It, it's up to you whether or not you want to try breathing the air here. I'm so. keeping my suit on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Well, I'm going to try it. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to Sporville, population you. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I might as well test the air. It's breathable. Okay. Describe the smell. <laughs> <laughs> it smells really bad. Like It's pungent. It's like um, aloe vera that's gone bad combined with horse dung and the flesh of uh, albacore tuna that's been left out in the sun for about 14 days. I don't think I said half the words you just said. <laughs> Your every word is poetry. Hmm. Well, let's uh, press on. How long yeah. How long has it been, roughly, since we uh, got to, or left the, the ship? Uh, it's been about half an hour. Alright, I'll open the visor of my... Uh, my suit and be a flashlight. <laughs> all right, so it's well lit all around you. It's almost like it's daylight. There's a weird green daylight. All right, I will start uh, directing him through the hallways uh, in the direction that the life scanner is is indicating. All right, give me a roll to use the life scanner. Can I help her with this at all, or is that something that can be done? Uh, yeah. Uh, so she can have an asset, so that's a plus three to your roll. Okay. As uh, Kitas helps. And, um, hmm. And this is, is this, like, the max possible again, or is this a difficulty? Difficulty, uh, 12. Okay. Or, sorry, difficulty four, roll a 12. <laughs> okay, got <laughs> that's it. That's a little easier. Um, can I use my pool to reduce it? 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, that would be intellect. I will do so. I will reduce it by one. Now your difficulty is two. Um, I rolled a 19. All right. Very nice. So this is a very big construct, so it's going to take you some time to Mm -hmm. navigate through it. So Jack points you through a couple of, like, hallways and through some small rooms until you come to the first weird room you come across, which is a giant spherical chamber. In the center of it, it looks like there's a miniature star. Uh, You assume it's probably some sort of power source or fusion furnace or something like that, but uh, this room is even uh, more brightly lit than Hader. (laughs) <laughs> I also assume that we haven't been wondering for long enough for the uh, the light, flashlight effect to disappear. No, not quite yet. Really interesting. If you guys can give me a difficulty for Numenera roll. <laughs> I'm gonna not succeed. What pool is that? Intellect. We'll reduce it by two. I just rolled a 12. Alright. I failed. 18. Okay. Plus, I have the understanding Numenera training. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So I'm, I, I get it. You aced Whatever it. it is, nailed I it. I failed. <laughs> okay, I have a six. <laughs> okay, so uh, Hater starts heading through the chamber, but uh, the rest of you grab him back. Uh, this fusion uh, star thing is definitely unstable. And uh, you're going to have to make your way through there really quickly to avoid being injured by it flaring up. Oh, that's fun. Oh, good. If we hadn't warned Hater to come back, would he have gotten shocked, which would have let us go through easily? (laughs) (laughs) He probably would have gotten shocked, and then uh, you probably would have had the same uh, difficulty to get through. We probably would have had an asset to learn what was going on, though. (laughs) I'm just assuming you guys like Hater enough to stop him from being flared at. I definitely do. I just wanted to make sure that if he got flared, it was going to happen either way. (laughs) At least it's him. One, two, three, sprint. Yeah? Mm. Yeah? Yeah. All right. One. Right. Two. Three. Fuck it! Run. (laughs) All right. Give me some sort of movement roll to make it across the room as quickly as possible. Uh, All right. Difficulty? Four. I'm going to reduce it because I got a lot of speed in my pool. I'm going to use it. I'm going to also use one level of effort, reducing the difficulty. And I also have training in running. All right. I'm going to reduce it by two, which means that's five points, but minus the one edge is four. So 19 minus four, 15 left. And so that makes the difficulty two, which means I have to roll a six. Yep. Yep. Okay. Same, same God, I, I'm so all over this system, y'all. You're the master of it now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I basically could be DMing this. <laughs> or GMing this. I rolled a three. Ah, oh, no. I rolled a 12. <laughs> I rolled a five. Oh, no. All right. We're really how about, slow. How about Ketis? These suits are so, so awkward. Yep. Yeah. I chose not to go. <laughs> all right. So Ketis is hanging back watching. Yeah, I was like, it's going to go really poorly for everyone. And I was going to spend my time looking to see where the flash was coming from. And then maybe gathering the remains of my friends and shooting it down. <laughs> oh, all right. Peter, you make it across. Mm-hmm. Vect and Jack, you make it across too. It's just you take four points of damage. So that comes out of your might pool. Okay. 
And this is going to ignore armor. It ignores armor. Okay. And for both of you, I also need an intellect defense roll. Okay. Ugh, the one I'm not trained in. I don't have any defense training, I guess. <laughs> All right. So just give me a, an intellect roll. 14. I got a four. Vex, one of your ciphers explodes. Oh, which boy. do you have still? The butterfly. All right. You lose your butterfly drone. It just burns up from the radiation of this fusion star. Ah. Uh, but <laughs> you're all across, and you see across from you, Ketus standing and watching um, on the other side. So have I learned anything about what I could possibly do to disconnect this thing? You don't see a way to disconnect it, but I will give you an asset to avoid being hit. Okay, perfect. Go fast. <laughs> it's actually not fast. It's just the right pattern. Uh, running fast seemed to work fine for me. <sighs> Does Kitas's extra large suit? <laughs> Alright, that's armor, so... Yeah, it actually doesn't help in this case. <laughs> I'm gonna spend five points from my speed pool. Okay. To knock it down to a six, and I have an asset. Does, what does that do? It'll knock it down one more step. So now... I just need a three? Yeah. Now you just need a three. Oh, that's what Kristen had. I should be able to roll that. <laughs> even, before oh. you, even before you roll a one. <laughs> I have rolled a one. Oh. <laughs> so. I was so going to say, I... don't talk too big. <laughs> oh, so you can, no. you can always spend your XP to re-roll, or I can give you a free GM intrusion. So the free GM intrusion allows me... Oh, sorry. Well, something bad's gonna happen either way, right? Yep. Yes. But it so, would be interesting. Alright, well, let's take the GM intrusion. You can't do it. Well, you don't. On the one. You don't get a choice unless you re-roll. Oh, okay. I'd like to re-roll with a All GM right. intrusion. Oh no, it's either or. It's either or. Right? Yeah. I okay. That's what I thought. So I, I'll just take the GM spend intrusion. Your All right. XP. You're like focused on that point that you know this flare is going to come out of, and you miss one of the cables on the floor. And you trip, so instead you take six points of damage. Oh, shit. Okay. And you lose one of your ciphers. I'm not going to have you roll the intellect defense. Okay. So now she's on the floor. Yes. She's able to, like, scramble back up and make it maybe a little more cautiously back to the other side with you all. But uh, it wasn't quite as inspiring as maybe she hoped. Yeah, I'm like extending my arms out to like grab her and drag her across into the next room. My third man handheld device skitters across the floor and goes up with the flare as it goes off. I'm definitely shaken. We have a minus one to difficulty tasks thanks to the song for what chosen one. Is that to all of them or just, no, to, just we one have to choose one? Your choice. You gotta right. pick one. We should be picking one that task today. That's a good reminder. So oh. what did the GM intrusion do for us? Uh, so the GM positive? intrusion was you took two extra points of damage and I didn't have you do the roll. Perfect. Did we gain XP for that? Or no, was that not on the uh, one. No, because you rolled the one, oh, okay. I don't I don't have to give you XP for it. It's, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's like rolling a crit fail. Give me another sort of navigation roll using your life scanner. Seven. But well, I'm still helping, right? Yes. So a ten. That's better. Or did you roll seven on the dice? I rolled seven on the dice. So, and you also have Numenera training, right? Uh, I have understanding Numenera, yeah. So that's a 10 plus the asset, so a 13. 13! Yeah. 
even better better so you make your way further in until you reach a corridor that seems to be part of a hub and spoke arrangement so there's a circular corridor that runs and then it has six converging corridors like the rim of a wheel and can i tell down which one the life scanner is encouraging us to traverse it seems like you just want to make it through this wheel the problem is at the center where they're all converging is a ray emitter that's shooting beams at anyone who is in its line of sight there's also another sphere that blocks entry to the central hub great I know exactly okay. what to do. I'm going to rush it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to watch. Run and try to knock it out. Give me a speed defense roll. So since I have this uh, fancy synth steel shield, which gives me a plus one to speed defense, in addition to normal, so plus two speed mm -hmm. defense, and I'm going to spend a level of effort of speed. That takes me down to 10, 19. So you're just like dodging the beams of energy the turret is shooting at you. And you run into the shield and it goes down for one round. Run! <laughs> okay. I'm trying to take out that turret while the shield is down. Okay. I'm just going to sprint. I'm going to put a level of effort into it with my training. And roll an 18. Ooh. So how much damage does the lance do? Six plus the two, and I do an extra point of damage because of my uh, alchemy. I, I think I forgot to explain this to Kristen and Kyle. When you're doing an attack, if you roll a 17, you get one extra point of damage, and 18 gets two, and then a 19 does either three points or a minor effect, and a 20 does either four points of extra damage or a major effect when you're making your attack roll. So Aza rolled an 18, so he gets two extra points of damage, doing nine total to the turret. Nice. It's not down, but it does seem to be smoking a bit. Jack's just running. Is Kitas doing anything, too? Yeah, Kitas is going to run. So you are all now in this sort of central hub, and the shields go up around you again. And the turret is in here with us? Yes. Okay, can I attack it with something? Like a buzzer or a bow? You are in close range, so that will give you another asset to attack it. And the buzzer would be an appropriate weapon to use at this juncture, perhaps? And that gives you another plus three because it's a light weapon. The bow does slightly more damage. It does, but I feel like... I rolled a 15, then I have the plus three for the mod on the light weapon. And was there a plus three for the close range? Yes. So that so is 21. You hit as well. And it continues to spark as the like buzzer discs dig into the metal armor on the turret. So that's three damage. And then I'm going to like duck down and try and make myself as small as possible. So it doesn't shoot me. That's fair. All right. Hater, what are you going to do? Can I take up a defensive position in front of the group? Like if the uh, turret yeah. shoots at us, I will take damage instead. What about Kedis? I, I have nothing to contribute to this. <laughs> All right. Kedis is behind Hater. Can you use medium weapons? I'm sorry. Are you talking to me? Yes. Do I look like I use medium weapons? <laughs> she doesn't like to get her hands dirty. That's not fair. I'll get my hands dirty all the time. <laughs> Just not with weapons. Vect, what are you doing? Cursing myself for not uh, having actually moved within the sphere of oh, the no. shield. Oh, no. Oh, are you on the outside? 
Yeah, because I didn't say it was moving any closer. I was providing, I thought, cover fire for uh, Aider. So I will fire at the shield. Maybe we can shut that down. And I blow a nat 20 on that? Nice. All right. Well, you you hit the shield, and it seems to arc through it into the shield generator, which also starts sparking. Perfect. It's going to be down for a little bit. Uh, sprint some more. Well, before you do that, it is going to start shooting at the three of you trapped in there with it, it but it's only going to actually shoot at Hadar since he is defending you. Yep. What a champ. So give me two speed defense rolls. What kind of damage is this? Kinetic or is it energy? It would be kinetic damage. Pilot? I'm just absorb it. Each shot does six points of damage. Up to five damage I can just ignore, and it absorbs into my uh, focus. Perfect. Because I can absorb energy. The shield is still down. What do you guys want to do this round? I'll try to finish off that turret so we can be on our way. I'll put a level of effort into this. Okay. And rolled a 13. That will hit. Seven points of damage. Okay. It's making a terrible grinding noise now, too. Uh, what about Jack? I think I'm, like, running to the next hallway while I see the opening. Okay. Ketis? Ketis will harmonize with the grinding <laughs> noise that the turret is making and rock out and sashay <laughs> after her sister. All right. And Hater? I'm going to basically hold my shield up and back away. Like, down the hallway, shouting to uh, Vect to, like, run. You guys are all on one side, Vect is on the other side, and it is going to shoot again once at Vect and once at Hater. Since I basically didn't do anything, can I attack it? Sure. So I'm going to unleash one of my uh, energy charges, and it will take five points of damage. All right, give me a roll to hit it. I have uh, overcharged energy because I absorbed two, sh two shots. So this is a difficulty um, six roll. So thanks to the folks I have, uh, I can unleash energy based on how much I have charged before, uh, which is a five plus the number of charges I have. So it's a difficulty seven intellect check. Can you reduce, can you think on Ketis's beautiful song and reduce <laughs> yes, that? Yes, I will do, yeah, thank you, I will do that. So it's a difficulty six and I'll spend um, a level of uh, intellect. So I will be down to seven. So that's a difficulty five, which means I need to roll over a 15, which I do, I roll a 16. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. Will I unleash the energy and the turret will take 10 points of damage in total. It explodes. Yeah. Right as uh, Vact is running towards it. But luckily Vact is dodging out the way. You destroy the turret and you make it to the other side. I run through room. to join them. Whew. Well, that was fun. I'm gonna spend my action, one action recovery to regain some uh, points. I use a lot of levity. When I'm with my friends, and through wit, charm, humor, and grace, and my training in social interactions, I allow everyone during a rest to be more at ease, and everyone gains a plus one to recovery rolls. So I recover 12, <laughs> which will wow. put me back at max. Are we taking like a 10 minute rest here? I just that... spent my action. Okay. Jack and I need to take a 10 minute rest. <laughs> I mean, I, so, uh, mechanical question. If we reach zero in our might pool, are we, like, dead? 
You are impaired, so that means okay. it costs a little bit more to spend effort, and when you take damage, it starts coming out of your speed pool next. Right. Okay. Um, so I have six might right now that, I don't know if we need to wait, rest full ten minutes, but... Yeah, it seems like it would be a good idea to have take take a breather for you. Yeah, I only have, a, like, my top is ten. I'm not super mighty. But well, if it helps, you do sense that there's some Numenera over in that turret that just exploded. Okay. So if you want to take the time to dig through it, you can get some more ciphers back. Sure. Take a little. I'm done with that. Take a little rest. Do some digging. All right. You find one oddity, which is a bit of moldable synth that generates a constant soft static noise. Lovely. Weird. Noisy synth. Then you also find a deadly mist. This is a a canister with a short hose. This cipher sprays a mist of exotic fluid at one or more targets within immediate range. The mist condenses on the targets and gathers into a thick liquid that begins to form hard, razor-sharp edges, needles and spikes, and barbs that inflict damage equal to the cipher level. Affected targets suffer half the damage on the next round, as well as before the fluid turns back into mist and evaporates. Does the canister have a logo on it that says CK Obsession? (laughs) Sure, that makes sense. You also find a ceramic sphere that you're able to recognize as a detonation healing cipher. Ooh. Which explodes to release a burst of warm energy into a short radius. The energy restores a number of points equal to the cipher level to the pools or health of everyone in the area. That sounds useful. The Deadly Mist is a level 5 cipher, and the Healing One is level 8. Wow. Faller. We're going to need that at some point. (laughs) And the Static Noise? That is just an oddity. There you go, Cutis. You can have that. Thank you. All right, shall we keep... Uh... Onward and upward. Or downward, as the case might be. Yeah. Who has the healing sphere and who has the mist? Well, I have uh, two cipher slots open and I believe Hater has one. Kedis has one. Yeah. Here, I think you should take the uh, the mist because uh, you need a, Something. a weapon that does more than two points of damage. Offensive. And then we'll give Hater the healing one. Yeah. What pool do you use the healing sphere to throw it? You wouldn't have to throw it. You would just set it, like, break it in the center of all of you. Or I guess it would be speed to throw it if you're going to do it in combat. Because I could take that. I think it'd be more use of an action on my character's part in combat since I'm not going to be doing much anyway. Fair enough. I, I guess that's a good point because you have to be within immediate range to shoot the spray. And I don't think you want to be in immediate range with anything dangerous Mm -mm. well except for like burly pirate men but that never happened instead you got the burly pirate scientist burly machines (laughs) well looks like we've got that sorted out all right give me another navigation roll what's the worst that could happen well 10 plus the bonuses is a 16 right uh yes all right give me a perception all of you that is an unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. I got a 9. Haters, once again, not on top <laughs> of the ball for this. As the rest of you see a, like, shadowy figure 
step out um, from one of the columns as he walks past it and try to hit him on the head with a pipe. (laughs) There seems to be four-ish people hiding in here ready to ambush you as you're making your way through this room. Everyone except Hater can see that. How much damage would you say this would give me? Two. I'm gonna absorb it. (laughs) All right. So Hater gets hit on the head with a pipe. Just see like this rippling like feel of energy just like absorbing the blow. I'm gonna sort of like immediately push myself back against uh, a wall so nobody can get behind me and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I uh, refrain from making a joke about uh, having to hit you where they'll actually do damage. But I do make that joke on the tech net. The hitter's gonna like swing around with his Neverid out. Cletus, do you wanna, you wanna, you wanna talk these nice people down? What? It's obviously Raska, Tesca, Honer, and Vander. We just need to... Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Ever so charming. They are going to continue to try to attack unless you uh, you persuade them not to. I will calm aggression okay. on the hostile creature, refraining it from taking violent action for one round. Whereupon on my next action, I and my fellows in my band here can devise some sort of tactic to you know keep it from being hostile any longer. What does the description for that say exactly? The calm aggression is three intellect points. You can convince a hostile creature to refrain from taking violent action for one round. On your next action, you or someone else can attempt to convince the creature to refrain from being hostile longer term. But if you fail, the creature acts as it wishes. Make a roll to convince the leader, who is a sturdily built woman, to refrain from continuing to hit Hadar with a a pipe. (laughs) So I'm trained in persuasion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Plus, I believe that this is Tesca. So can I have some sort of asset to, you know, appeal to her in a personal level? Yeah, if you're using her name, Clegg's name and stuff like that, that will give you another asset. That's what I do. I'm like, most Captain Clegg <laughs> wishes your swift and return, <laughs> Subcaptain Tesca. You are important to him as you are important to me and the rest of your crew. <laughs> <laughs> and I will uh, I will persuade her. Perfect. I would like, and this is a might check or is this an intellect check? Intellect check. I would like to spend four points on it. There ain't no kill okay. like overkill. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're spending three levels of effort and you yeah. have two assets. Okay, you don't even have to roll at that point. She's just like, Clegg sent you? Yes, for you. He wishes your safe and speedy return. He misses you dearly. I didn't think anyone was going to come. You're, I'm so glad to see you. There's something really wrong going on on the station. Is she still a shadowy figure or was that just colored? That was just because there's a dim in the room. Okay, perfect. I was like worried that she had not, she'd gone insubstantial or something mm-hmm. had gone wrong with her. But no. <laughs> after checking her over, I determined, no, she is a regular person. She is still a regular person. Is Hater still luminescent? I think that's run out by no, now. No, that's faded by now. Okay. Are we going to just leave now? I think we probably should just leave. What about the rest of the, the crew? What about uh, your weapons expert, Raska? What about the navigator, Vander? What about Honir, whatever he did? He's much <laughs> like our hater. I don't really know what he does either. Uh, Honir was your engineer, I think. Yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get them on the way out. They're just through over here. And then we can just go. I don't know if we could stop this. Have you found the source of of what's going on here? 
Yeah, it's the main control room, I think. We couldn't figure it out. Well, let's see what you found. Where are your compatriots? I will gullibly walk forward in the direction she's pointing. She will show you where everyone else is. They do not attack you. They all seem normal. They're not green. Okay, that's a good sign. But they're a little anxious about headed ba- heading back into the control room. I would like to do friendship on everybody, where I convince them all that I regard them positively, and they are my potential friends. <laughs> all right. Potential friends. Potential friends. If they pass the uh, the standardized test later. Indeed. I have a number two pencil. I don't know why it's called number two. I think there must have been a better way of writing before the number two came around. That's probably it. So they will show you to the center of the construct you're in. And it seems like the center of the station has all the control surfaces and the buttons, the levers, the screens with random data readouts. And it looks like it's working to try to control the spread of the green tide. But the problem is there's a decontamination facility near the center that's just teeming with this green slime. It's really thick and disgusting here. I need a better word than disgusting, but it's really gross. Super gross. It's not getting purified out. And instead of trying to stop it, it seems like the construct is actually spreading it. The big tanks hanging above it seem to have some sort of substance that they're adding into the decontamination tanks. And it looks like the weather engine is really overloaded with this attempt to try to get the contaminants out, but is just unable to do it. Is there a role that I could do to try and figure out what exactly is going wrong here? Like if there's something that's wrong in the tanks or if there's like a a system that's malfunctioning in the purification or or like to really sort of narrow it down to how we would fix it? Sure. Give me a Numenera roll. Okie dokie. Can I spend some points to make it less difficult? Yep. How difficult is it? Difficulty five. To get it down to something reasonable. Let's say we take it down to like a two or a three. All right. So that I would need to bring it down by three points. So your training in Numenera brings it down by one. Okay, right. Yes. So that brings it to four. And then I want to spend two levels of effort. So five minus the two edge is three. So I will okay. spend. And can I help, like, guide, like, talk her through it, talk with her, and converse on the matter? Definitely. So that brings it down one more level. All right. So now you're down to difficulty one. All right. I think we could do this, right? Oh, don't say that. Now you're going to get sidetracked. 19. Okay. Oh. Wow. Very good. Minor success. So, finally. It- It finally clicks to you what the wrongness in the slime is. Uh, Looking at the the slime that's suspended above the decontamination unit. It's from a extinct race called Cleoids. Cleoids. Of course. Their anger at being wiped out by the rest of the world has tainted ciphers and artifacts all over the ocean. And... Once someone uses one of these tainted items, it starts turning them into a cleoid, and they become monsters of slime and hate enclosed in a protective shell. Okay, seems bad. (laughs) (laughs) What can I... Can I swap out our slime source? 
Yeah, so you guys can work on stopping these tanks from contaminating, and you can also give me a perception or search check, something like that. Okay, I've got I got perception training. I can do that. Oh, that's a natural twenty. Oh, all uh, right, nice. Yay! I won't have to even bother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Jack's really on top of things, and oh, you man, find. Yeah. Like uh, Numenera bleach, basically. Some sort of uh, <laughs> chemical that looks like they were experimenting on on one of the corners to try to, like, kill the slime, the people who had been running the facility. But they weren't able to, like, get it into the system fast enough before it, something happened to them. So you you find this chemical that you can use against the the cleoid slime and sprayers and injectors to help deliver it Alrighty, is it called baby oxyclean <laughs> <laughs> yes so it's on all the bottles uh, clean it <laughs> pour it in all right pour it on in i try to convince my new friends to help yeah <laughs> they are more than happy to help many hands make light work Except for these hands. As they are doing that, a uh, door on the opposite end opens, and you see a giant mechanical creature that looks like it's a head in a jar that's like <laughs> in a robot. And it's covered in ciphers. So many ciphers. Like the reason you guys don't carry around a ton of ciphers everywhere you go is because when there's too many of them together, bad things start to happen. Mm-hmm. And somehow this doesn't seem to be happening with him. He just has ciphers everywhere and you see the slimy snaily cleoids following him into the room as he points at you and yells stop them cool is his name patra (laughs) is he cleoid patra there we go i like it okay (laughs) i'm gonna have you guys actually roll initiative for this the way the initiative works in numenera is if you roll above a creature's level you get to go before them if you don't you get to go after them all right Ooh, 15 what's the level the big bad guy is level six the cleoids are level four oh boy i rolled a 17 i rolled a one Oh no! I have rolled a three. Why do you always do this? This always happens. What did you roll, AC? Fifteen. Fifteen. All right. The human head guy gets to go first, unfortunately, and he is going to move towards you and strike at Vect. Not cool, dude. <laughs> That's a uh, seventeen, and I'm trained. All right. You are able to dodge out of the way, but as he moves into close range of all of you, I'm going to need a might defense roll for everyone. Um, <laughs> difficulty four. So these are still things that we can spend points on, hey? Yep. Yes. All right. It doesn't matter. It's not going to matter. I'm not going to be able to get there. I'm going to spend two levels of effort. Natural 20. If you spend levels and roll a natural 20, you get to keep those points i rolled a two all right and what about ketis i rolled a natural 19 i'm going to roll on the cypher danger table danger danger jack your grub armor just sort of dissolves into grub goop didn't really want it anyway it's so gross (laughs) as (laughs) it was really grubby it was very grubby 
She just didn't want to be covered by grubs all the time. I don't know why. I just, yeah, I wasn't super into that idea. <laughs> One of our ciphers is destroyed and we are at that number on the table. And then it is Jack's turn. This seems bad. I'm not loving it. So you know that the bleach stuff you have affects the cleoids. Oh, right. And then you have all your ciphers and um, Do I weapons. feel like... I have poured enough bleach into the system that I could now start just swinging it around wildly without compromising my ability to cleanse the system. So there is a ton of, they managed to synthesize a ton of this stuff. And Clegg's crew is continuing. That's what they're going to do during this whole fight is they're going to keep pouring bleach in. All right. So I'm going to grab my bleach. I have an improvise ability. So mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I will improvise an attack with this bleach, if that seems reasonable. And I also can reduce difficulty by one point when I attack people that have not yet acted during combat. So can I attack the little guys Yep. and spray them with bleach? Yes. So how do I do that? <laughs> Let me look at the improvised thing real quick. When you perform a task in which you are not trained, you can improvise to gain an asset for the task. It might be a tool you cobble together, a sudden insight into overcoming a problem, or a rush of dumb luck. It says enabler. So that costs two in a luck, Yeah, right? but I have an edge of two, so. You can do that for free, and that will drop the attack one level, okay. and then ambush. That... Okay, and that will drop it another level, so you're at difficulty two to attack a cleoid. Okay, and I'm going to use the resounding memory of uh, that beautiful song from the morning meeting to drop it another one. Yes. All right. So now it's difficulty one. All right, I can do it. 19. All right. So you can choose to do three extra points of damage or you can have a minor effect. Would a minor effect be like it splashes on and like damages an extra? Yes, that would be a good one. I want to do that. All right. I don't know how much damage our, our bleach does though. It's going to do four points of damage. So you do four points of damage to two of these gross snails. So gross. Hopefully uh, Darcy Ross never hears me calling snails gross. <laughs> and then Vect, your turn. I will attack the same Cleoid because I have Opportunist. Okay. I'm trained, so the nine will hit for seven points of damage. Is that enough? It's looking very hurt. How many of these Cleoids are there? There are six of them. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Then it is their turn. Let's see. Uh-oh. I need each of you to give me an intellect defense roll. Uh-oh. Both of us? I am unable at that. Okay, so it's one level harder. I have a 13 with an inability. Okay. Uh, can I spend some stuff to make it less bad? Yep, that'd be good. What difficulty is it right now? Four. Oh, God. Okay, I want to bring it down by two rungs, so okay, that costs me five, I guess, hey? Minus two. Yeah. Okay, so three. I got a 12, so just on. Oh, okay, no. perfect. I barely passed. I needed a six, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Rolled a five. Oh, no. I rolled a 16. All right, Hater and Kitas came out on top. Vect and Jack both take four points of intellect damage, so this is coming out of your intellect pool, ignoring armor. Ow. Unless you have intellect armor, which I don't think we do. No. (laughs) And then I need the two of you to also give me a second intellect defense roll. Great. Oh. 
A six. Seventeen. Jack, you don't get a go on your next turn. What happens? Super cool. She's just overwhelmed by the psychic attack of the the hate inside this cleoid and how much it just loathes her in particular at this moment. They did get it real good with some bleach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hater, your turn. All right. I'm going to spend my action to initiate fury. For the next minute, all my melee attacks uh, make inflict additional two points of damage and then i'm going to like move up towards the uh big big enemy okay and that's uh, since i spent my action and movement i can't do anything else kitas what do you want to do i am going to pull out my guitar (laughs) and i am going to perform calm aggression on the large cleoid cleopatra and I'm going to play an outstanding guitar rift that just immediately stymies him from taking further aggressive action against us. All right. And it goes. <laughs> Give me a roll for that. Doesn't it just immediately affect? I convince the hostile creature to refrain from taking violent action for one round, and on my next action, I can uh, I can then attempt to convince it. I'm going to have you still give me a roll to affect him. Okay. I have rolled a 16. That's enough. So uh, he's not going to take a violent action this next round. Well, that was my turn. He's just going to snarl at all of you. Unfortunately, he still has his radiation from his cipher weirdness Mm. going off around him so i still need a might defense roll from everyone Uh, i'm gonna spend two levels of might another 17 what's the difficulty uh five this time (laughs) i rolled a 12 16 plus six i think i'm fine 24 okay yep i have rolled a nine the two ciphers in close proximity are going to interact and produce an acid that's going to burn both Kitas and Jack for three points of damage each. Uh, that comes out of might? Yes. And so you'll lose the glass scorpion and the Aww. targeting oculus. Glass scorpion was cool. And then it is... Uh, Jack doesn't get a go this round. Nope. And so it's Vex's turn. All right, I'm going to try to finish that one. It's still there. Come on, you dumb cleoid. And I miss. Oh, wait, I have an ability that Uh I would like to deploy. Okay. I'm going to use changeable to not try shooting at it, but instead try to swing at it. Okay. And then I get to roll again, and I have to take the second result. And I rolled a 10 plus training. All right, that will hit then. All right, seven points of damage. One of the Cleoids falls down. Its shell has been smashed open, and it's just oozing out on the ground, but it's dead. All right, and then I'm going to use successive attack. Very nice. Because, you know, if you take that ability, you have to at least use it once. Yep. (laughs) Uh, I will put three levels of effort into damage. Okay. Roll a 15. That does what? 16 damage. I'm thrusting with the beam lance, so that would be 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage. All right, you take out a second one. I will use excessive attack again. Okay. I will use three levels of effort again. Is excessive attack (laughs) an enabler or action? It's an enabler. Oh, damn. (laughs) It's really Uh, good for mooks. Yeah. I hit again. Oh my gosh. That will take out another one. Okay, last one. Are you tired yet? I started out with 22 speed points, so I can do this all day. 
Except they just missed. This is like cleaning right. with better. <laughs> <laughs> They're just ready for you to eat them, like escargot. The problem with uh, with successive attack is, unlike cleave, you have to kill a target to yeah. be able to follow through. So it's the three remaining cleoids turn. Acer, give me two intellect defense attacks, and Hadar, give me one. I'm going to spend some uh, intellect points on this. Okay. All right, I rolled a 15, a 12. Rolled a 14 plus 3, so 17. So you are both fine. Even though you feel hatred radiating over you, you're able to continue on. I get that feeling every day when I talk to Jack. (laughs) Hater, it's your turn. I have Fury triggered from previous. I will say I am angered, which will activate Fever. You're a devil when angered. Inflict one additional point of damage. Plus three, so I'm gonna attack the big guy. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to activate shield bash. If you make a melee attack and you're using a shield, which I am, you can also make an attack with your shield as a part of the same action. Very nice. And I am trained with all weapons, and a shield counts as a medium weapon in this case, because of that's how that ability works. So you're practiced with all weapons, and then you're trained in medium and... Bladed and medium bashing. Yeah. So how much that would reduce by two? You'd reduce by one for each attack. Oh, uh, yeah, this is uh, a part of the same attack. Well, I'll let you reduce it by two. Okay. The big guy had a difficulty of what? Six. Six, so it's down to a four. I'm going to spend three levels of effort, two into reducing uh, challenge and one into damage. Okay. So how much is that right. like in total? Uh, you can put two into... Reducing level and then one into damage because you're... Yep. You only get three levels. Yeah, I have three effort. 16, so that costs four points of effort. Yes, because you have three edge. And that's a natural 20. All right, so you get all those points back. I get all those points back. This dice is really nice to me. The shield deals five points of damage by itself. Mm Mm-hmm. And my blade is four points of damage. And then you have three points of extra damage on each of those, right? From your fury and fever? Yeah, plus three points of extra damage from effort. You can either do four extra points of damage for the nat 20 or a major effect. I'm going to deal more damage. So I think that's like 20-something. Right. I have 25 damage yeah, so far. I'm going to do that. <laughs> That sounds good. I think you almost one-shotted him. <laughs> You're really close. He looks injured and unhappy. Mm-hmm. And it's Kedis' turn. So, Kedis is going to sing. <laughs> Alright. But I'm quite sick, so I'm I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that's fine. Alright. <laughs> but I, I was planning on doing so. Um, so I'll just read a little bit about what it goes. It goes, slime spring of disgustiness sends ripples of grunge, uh, deep dive into the cesspool, solving problems with bombs, um, <laughs> Titanic construct sprawls across the ocean floor, luminous vapor sinks and what, and what more? And then when she does that, she does the big blam and the synth guitar, her Numenera flares up. And she blasts the large one mm-hmm. in the face 
right. because she has spent at least one round gleaning insight on this creature and she has learned dangerous personal insight and that the glass partition that's holding that brain inside is made with these like Ikea hex bolts that have rusted <laughs> in the salt water. Makes sense. And she's using that to blast through to rip the top right off of it. All nice. right. I, I will roll my son's massive D20. It's this big. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, I will use whatever points I can to make this, uh, to, to add to that. So right. I believe... That'd be out of intellect. Yeah, I'm just going to roll it up. I have rolled a natural 19. Nice. All right. So you can do three points of extra damage or a minor effect. I think I want to have a minor effect. And your guitar does seven points of damage. That's correct. The minor effect is that it stuns the three remaining Cleoids as well. Nice. So with your guitar, the... Next attack is hindered, and that's going to happen to all of your enemies in this room. Nice. Cool. At the top of the round, the big bad is going to try to hurt the one who's hurt him the most. He is going to attempt to attack Hater with his robot claws. Okay. So give me a speed defense roll. How much damage would this inflict? Eight. I can absorb five and I have armor too. Did we get extra armor from the uh, diving suit as well? No, that was just a temporary effect on uh, Kiedis. Take a point of damage, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. So he he claws into you and you just uh, absorb most of that. And I need everyone to give me another might defense roll. Oh boy. <laughs> five again. I'm going to spend two levels of effort on this. Okay. I rolled a net one. All right. I rolled a net two. I rolled a three. Look at us. All sequential. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'll just roll. Uh, a four. <laughs> wow. Really? That was pretty good. One, two, three, four. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Four. Wow. wow. That was even in order. All right. Actually, uh, I want to spend an XP to re-roll mine. Okay. <laughs> Remember, we have XP, people. Uh, I already used mine. Yeah. I wasn't very good about damage. Yeah. No, I rolled a two. All right. Damn, I I will expand my experience point to reroll because I don't want to lose either of my heal things. So I will reroll. Mm. Yeah, I think I will as well. I rolled a two again. Same. <laughs> I have a 15 on the button. Friendly reminder that my shield is an artifact and not a cipher. <laughs> what ciphers does everyone still have? I have flow. Flow. I have a I gravity have a nodule. It seems like some sort of force field emerges from the Cleopatra, I guess. <laughs> and it sucks all of these ciphers together into like a small sentient being. Oh, Jesus. That moves very smoothly, seems able to like scan you and figure out your weaknesses and also uh, does, I don't remember what the gravity nodule does exactly. It basically makes like heavy weapons into medium weapons and light weapons right. into <laughs> yeah medium into light. And it looks like uh, if it's going to punch you with its tiny fist, it's going to do a lot of damage. <laughs> like it's going to go real fast. Yes. And it, it's looking at you with angry eyes. It's Jack's turn. There's three Cleoids, an angry, sentient cipher thing, and uh, the big bad. I am going to shoot my bow at the big bad. All right. <laughs> That's a six. It... it clings off the the screen that protects his face it would have been a like right through an eye if there wasn't that glass screen there (sighs) 
And Vect, what do you want to do? I will uh, just try to finish off one of these Cleoids. Okay. 13. Mm hmm. And I was doing 17 damage again. All right, you take it out. Okay. How to deal 17, 17 damage? Three levels of effort for damage, and the oh yeah, the lance does six plus one for melee, and uh, my focus gives Damn. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now there's two cleoids. Are you just smashing them? Uh, I'm just slicing through them with plasma. It's uh, like a really low rent lightsaber. <laughs> I, I I will uh, use one more attack because I I still have enough. All right. For that and I miss. The two Cleoids are both going to psychically attack the killer of their kind, Mr. Vect. Good for them. They're hindered also, right? Yes. That's good because I have training and I rolled an eight. Okay. And a twelve. <clears throat> Alright, you are fine. And the sentient cipher is going to try to punch Jack. Ow. So That's give good. me a speed defense roll. What's the difficulty on that? Two. Okay, that's one thing that I can still spend things to bring it down, so I'll bring it down to a one. All right. Seven. You managed to jump over it, kick it, or something to mm -hmm. stop it from punching you. Yeah, kick it real good. All right. Hater, it's your turn. Keep on attacking the big guy. All right. Now I have Opportunist active. Uh-huh. On any attack roll you make against a creature that has been attacked at some point during this round. And I'm pretty sure we attacked the big guy, didn't we? I did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'm going to do the same thing as I did in the previous round. I'm going to do Shield Bash with uh, three levels of effort. Okay. Let's see how this goes. Ten on the dice, so that's a 16. All right, that will hit. Tell me how you kill the big bad. Yay. Yay. is going to take a couple of steps back, uh, like blocks one of the swings or whatever of the robot claws, stabs it in the arm with its varied and brings his like shield straight up into where jaw of this abomination smacking it straight through and 20 some damage yeah. again i guess as it's collapsing it seems to be shrinking in on itself and almost disappears in a micro singularity that blows everyone back including the cleoids i i'm not gonna bother uh, having you guys fight the two Cleoids left, so you guys manage to wipe them out as you're cleaning up. And when you look into the water with the work that Clegg's crew has been doing, it's already starting to look cleaner. Wow, we should market this stuff. <laughs> Bleach. Yes. We've made a marvelous discovery in, on behalf of the Amber Clave. You know, we'll license it to them. License. Yeah, somebody drop a patent. <laughs> I don't think that's how the Ministry of Truth operates. I'm already over at the Cleoid Patra, uh -huh. and I'm going to inspect its ciphers. All right, you guys get a ton of ciphers. I'll just I'll just write ton. Yeah, of yeah. one one metric ton of ciphers. Several pocketfuls uh. of ciphers. <laughs> I'm glad we're still using the metric system this far in the future. <laughs> Yeah. But that that's pretty much it for the adventure. You guys are able to stay there for a while and see that the system gets cleaned out. The Red Fleet is glad to see that you rescued their crew, and the Amber Clave's glad that you were able to regain control of the, the weather engine. Really probably should have more than a crew of four guarding this thing. Yes, they are going to start staffing it a lot more heavily. <laughs> I guess it's one of those, like... 
secrecy is your best defense kind of things, but that's not going to work anymore. Until it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Red Fleet not. knows about it now. I flirt horribly with Tesca. <laughs> <laughs> she will flirt back. She's very grateful to be rescued. Well, her gratitude can definitely be done in uh, behind uh, closed <laughs> doors <laughs> after the black. curtain's go- yeah. gone down. Well, all right. So is there any uh, closing things besides Kedis's adventures with Tesca that we want to have for each of your characters as we close out? I'm throwing this varied in the garbage. All right. Fair. Yeah. I think I'm just rolling my eyes. <laughs> uh, Hater is uh, trying to patch himself up as he basically got reduced to like three might at yeah. the end. Actually, I will uh, ask if uh, Jack would like to roll her eyes at her sister uh, while having a drink with the uh, the rest of the knot somewhere else. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think, yeah, closing shot is like the three of us minus, uh, <laughs> well... Everyone minus, you know, someone who has found a different place to yeah. enjoy their stay. Just getting drunk and, like, trying to relax. <laughs> As all good adventures end. Yes. So we'll close it there. I think we're going to put promos for everyone's podcast at the start of this. We usually do an outro on Amber Clay where you just say your names and where people can find you online if you guys want to do that. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much, everyone who's joined us for International Podcasting Month. This is Megan. I've been your GM. You can find me on the Amber Clave or on Twitter at Curium247 if you want to hear more about Numenera from me. And you should also find the players for today, including Acer. Hi, I played Vec and... You can find me on Twitter at uh, Acer underscore Tolentino or occasionally tweeting as uh, at TRF podcast. I'm Kristen and you can find me on Twitter at KFLEM. You can find the Broadswords on Twitter at the Broadswords and that's us. (laughs) Hi, I'm Kyle and I have played Ketis Vetter, a charming glint who entertains. Thanks so much for running us through this today. Megan, that was wonderful. And you can find more from me specifically on Twitter at TavernTalesDM or check us out online at www.TavernTales.ca. Thank you for this session. It's been a lot of fun. You can find my random ramblings at at Sid on Twitter or follow Narrative Drive, which is my podcast, I guess, at Narrative underscore Drive. Thank you everyone so much. And hopefully... You'll enjoy the rest of what we have coming out for International Podcasting Month. Hooray! Hooray! Hooray. Hooray.